Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, I'm Clive Anderson. Welcome to My Seven Wonders Live. In the My Seven Wonders podcast, I ask a special guest to select and talk about the seven wonders of his or her world. This episode is one of several we recorded in front of a live audience at the 2022 Edinburgh Festival Fringe. And the guest in this episode is a top-rated comedian who, in addition to his live tours and stage shows, has appeared on, acted in or presented a whole range of TV programmes, from panel games to drama, documentaries to chat shows, live at the Apollo to the Royal Variety Performance. So here we are with an enthusiastic Edinburgh Fringe audience exploring the seven wonders of John Bishop. Thank you for joining me on, on this. So um, the, the, the one the thing I've noted that I'll just sort of start with, that you, before you did comedy, uh, you had already had at least two careers doing, doing other things. So what did you, were you always wanting to be a comedian and just thought I better do, well, I'm not, I haven't got the confidence or something, or did it just occur to you at around about 30 or 40 that, oh, yeah, I, I'll try that? Um, well, no. Um... <laughs> No, I didn't want to be a comedian because I didn't know essentially what a comedian was. I never, I never, never seen a comedian. And, 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 no, 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 I mean the truth is, like, I'd never. I've been to two comedy clubs in my whole life. Yes. So I never went to comedy clubs. I wasn't. You know, guess some people who were comedians who had always wanted to do it and a little encyclopedias about comedy. Mm. I wasn't that at all. In fact. Every interview I had when I became professional, people were saying, who's your favourite comedian? Yeah. And I said, Billy Connolly. Yes. And he went, oh, that's good, that's good. Yeah. And I said this for about 10 years, and then I thought, I've never seen him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah. because I yeah. saw him on Michael Parks and thought he was great, and I had no other answer. Oh, right. Because okay. I didn't watch comedy. So yeah, yeah. I ended up coming to see him in Glasgow. <laughs> just to justify the Just choice. to justify it. And, yeah. and at that point, I'd done that venue, and, and my agents got me a ticket and I, and, I, and I turned up to get a ticket and he said oh, we haven't got one for you and I'm like come on away it's just yeah. me on my own on a Sunday night I'm yeah. going to see Billy he said don't worry John you know all sorts of stuff and I found myself sat in this middle row of all people yeah. uh, uh, sort of in the 70s and stuff and I'm just sat amongst them and then people started coming over to these people asking them for autographs and stuff and I, thought, oh. <laughs> and I ended up I was sat with all ex-Celtic players oh, right. and people who've been in bands with Billy but I didn't know yeah. and then, and then the, the usher comes at the end and says everyone can leave but you in this row can you stay so I thought oh, God, yeah. I'll just stay yeah. and then he said you can all come and see Billy and I thought, I don't fucking know, Billy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna walk in, yeah. and he's gonna go, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and as it happened, I walked in amongst all of his mates, yeah. and he was wonderful. He went, hey, 
lovely to see you. And then, and then his daughter uh, came up as I was leaving and said he wants to keep in touch. Yeah. So I've kept in touch with him ever since. Oh, so, it's a, so it's a wonderful thing. Yeah. If you've not got a ticket, just turn up. Yes. <laughs> and you may end up uh, being mates with yeah. someone. Uh, so that's so that's when you went into comedy. But you were work, you were like selling I work, or uh, yeah, medical I, supplies. Was yeah, it? yeah. I work for a pharmaceutical company. Yeah. So very work, useful work. We've needed pharmaceutical companies. Yeah, it's a shame yeah, you yeah. weren't still doing it. Really. Yes, well, it wouldn't have happened. I yeah. tell you, if I was in the game, yeah. none of this would have happened. Um, uh, I uh, I worked for. A, I started off as a GP rep, and I basically I did a degree, um, and I I needed a job, and I needed a job with a car. And so it was a salesman or yeah. an ice cream man. Yes. And I, and I ended up getting a salesman's job. Yeah. Did it for a couple of years. Uh, went off, did something else, then came back to it. And then I ended up a proper career. I did it for like 17 years. Yeah. And I worked in a specialist field in immunosuppression. So I helped uh, launch a, a, a drug that stopped people rejecting their organs after transplants. Oh, brilliant. Good work. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, but yeah. not funny. No. <laughs> so when people say, you know, when you were at work, did yeah. you used to make people laugh? I went, well, not really. Oh, no. well, you need a kidney. Well, whilst you're waiting, there's a guy. <laughs> Why not? Um, okay. But your degree wasn't in medicine or No, or politics. Politics? Yeah. So, oh. <laughs> so how did you know what you were selling or talking about was any good? You just uh, no. Just what I did is I lied in the interview All right. and told them that I was the politics training. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Told them I had an A level in chemistry and biology, which I haven't even got an O level in. Yeah, and I, I, and then I just applied myself and and I. And because it was a very specialist field, the way I worked it out, if, if, if that was the level of knowledge that you had to achieve to be a consultant, yes, and that was the sort of level of knowledge for immunosuppression, I would know as much as you needed to know about that little bit. Right. And when I say, and I'm talking like, you know, professors in, in Oxford and Cambridge, I could hold court yeah. about that little bit. Yes. But as soon as they stepped yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. I was gone. And they say, oh, what's number 19 on the periodic yeah, table? Yeah, oh, oh, come on, lad. I always forget that one as well. Yeah. Oh, let's talk yeah. about football yeah. now. Well, in fact, let's talk about football because it is A, your first wonder, and B, you also played football um, at quite a high level, didn't you? Yeah, I played Was that semi-pro. a job or was that sort no, of No, I played semi pro. It yeah. got me through yeah. uni and, and, I, and I, in fact, I just bumped into so I do I do, I do, do my own podcast that like you're doing this week. Yeah. Uh, actually, based on three words. All right. You know what I mean? Someone came up with the idea yeah. first, <laughs> come up with three things. But anyway, oh, seven. A, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you were seven. And, months, and yeah. an old friend of mine who used to play footy with yeah. uh, turned up. So I, and, and he was just talking to me then about when I stopped playing semi pro. And I would have been about 34, I think, 35. Yeah. So I played from. 18 to 34. 35. Well, there's a long list of clubs you've played for, which yeah. are the sort of not not quite football league, yeah, but very close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fox Hall Conference as it yeah. was then, or National League as it yeah. is now, Northern Premier League. Yeah. Yeah, but we've played football together. We have, and uh, I mean, the, that seems an unlikely idea that I've played football at all, but uh, we've had one or two players who are, you know, even if you're 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 not as old as I am, obviously, you know, you're. but since you've played at a high level, you're much better than the average, you know, People like me who just kick well, the ball well, around. Well, what people don't know is... Cl-
Clive's a mad football fan and plays every week with the same group of people who yeah. have now had their children playing, they've oh. now got their grandchildren playing. Well, and he turns up held together with <laughs> neoprene <laughs> knee straps. It's yeah. literally like playing the Michelin man. Yeah. Everything's strapped in. Str Strange enough, I've had to wear that since I was 11, though. I, oh, I, really? Yes. Um, and I've got time for my stories as well as yours. But I, I, I played football, you know, I was 11, and my knee swelled. This is the level of service we got in the NHS in those days. My knee swelled up. Um, and I wore elastic. My mother said, I'll put an elastic bandage on it. And then I played, it was all right. And then I stopped playing, and then it swelled up again. So I eventually went to the doctor and I said, well, if I put an elastic bandage on it, um, it, it doesn't swell. He said, well, wear an elastic bandage then. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally all I got for 40 years until I went, saw a physio about another football injury and he had a very bad knee. And he said, well, I'll see what's, oh, and he waggled my knees. Yeah, it's uh, your cruciate ligament. Um, and they can do, they can do it now with a sort of knee hole not knee hole keyhole keyhole <laughs> surgery, but it'll you'll be nine months you know you won't be able to walk certainly won't play for nine months out of it and we sort of oh, it's not worth it at my age to to do that. I said well should I've had it done years ago? Well back then they didn't have it so there was no like golden period when I was sufficiently young uh, to worth having the operation they can do. And anyway, that's the that's um, the medical treatment I've had. So that's why I wear that. It's not really an old age thing. It's just a. Um, right now, now I feel like a bully. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. Everyone, you know, people used to be amused by it, you know, 20 years ago. But now they've all got the bandages yeah, yeah. on thing. But the the main the main problem is that the the sons play now. It's spoiling the game oh, because they're yeah. too fast and skillful. Um, anyway, so football is you're you're putting it as a wonder of the world. So obviously you're pushing it at open door as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. But is it the playing of it? It, the watching of it the concept of it what I think the concept of it for me when I was when I got this idea of seven wonders of the world and I was thinking you know there's loads of things that are are wonders of the world but then I tried to think well what's the most as a sport what is the, the and I mean as a sport not yeah. the fanatical fans that have been divisive and so on yeah. football is unbelievable as a concept yeah because you can go anywhere and i have been anywhere and found people playing football yeah and i remember even going to school uh, when i was in infant school if nobody had a tennis ball we would literally use a stone yes. and kick a stone around yes yeah. it was the north yeah surely you had a lump of coal yeah. the north. <laughs> oh no you were keeping that yeah. the best. i'm sorry <laughs> and, and so uh, so it was just that that idea i remember uh, it was desmond morris wrote a book about the football tribe and, and yeah. the first part of the book he's you know as an anthropologist he said if you were to look at football and consider what it looks like to an alien species if an alien spacecraft yeah. arrived at three o'clock on a sunday afternoon yeah in the world and looked at these hordes of people <laughs> coming to see you know selected individuals yeah. chase this spherical object it looks like a religious event. Yes. It looks like a yeah. culturally important event. And on so many levels it is, because I've always found that it, you can go somewhere and then as soon as you play football with people, you have a connection with yeah. them. And, and you can do that anywhere in the world. And I just don't know any other sport that's got an easier access than football. Yes. Every other sport requires equipment, yeah. And or it requires a, a, a pitch or it requires yeah. a setup. Football just requires something spherical yeah. and other people. 
No, I, I, I agree with that because like, American sports are particularly bad at that. You know, baseball, yeah. you, kids can't really play baseball until they've learned to swing a bat around. Yeah. And American football, I mean, I, it's, it's such an interrupted game. I don't want to be, you know, anti-American on the sports. Yeah, well, front. you can be. Okay. <laughs> and the great I thing is... I don't think if, there's anyone in there going to go, come on, don't yeah. go gridiron. <laughs> I, I, They'll be padding is, up ready and putting yeah, helmet on to come down anyway. There is that thing, though, where... Like here, when we used to come to the, the, the Edinburgh Festival, when I first started coming, we would play on the meadows. Mm. There's always something going on. But I think if it wasn't invented, yeah. someone would have to invent it. Yes. Because it is so so unifying. And, and it's beautiful. And it's so great yeah. that the women's game got the, the profile it deserved yeah. this summer. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Got some women footballers in, I can yeah, tell. Yeah, and it stopped for yeah. me. That 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 just shows the game. It's not who's playing it. It's the game yeah, is yeah. beautiful. Yeah. I actually went, I did a documentary in China about football and they're very polite about football, uh, you know, British football, English football, you know, Premier League football. But they do say uh, there was a Chinese game uh, called Kuju. Uh, which was played in the, I've got a note of it here, second and third centuries BC. So they say they had that game and then it sort of went into abeyance for a couple of thousand years or whatever. And then in Italy, they had another game, which is a bit like football. And they call it Calcio, 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 They call football that by that name because that was it. But essentially it was invented in uh, in, in this country, or in England, rather than So Scotland. So the Chinese say in the Alcuju and then it stopped? Yeah, they had it. Well, they've got prints of it and, and descriptions of it and then it, then the game was sort of going along in centuries in England and Scotland because there's lots of uh, largely when people know about it because the king at the time will issue an order say stop playing football you should be yeah. doing archery practice yeah 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 because yeah. 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 it's the same in, in Scotland well it wasn't in order I think it was James the first yeah. stop playing golf Oh, yeah. You need to be yeah. getting your bows and arrows ready, or yes. something like that. I've read that somewhere Wait, on a golf course. People do seem to cut with games in the in the in the United Kingdom. So golf came from Scotland. Uh, tennis, the lawn tennis, was set out in Wales. But again, look at golf. Yeah. Look at football. Yeah. You know what I mean? Anyone can play football, and yeah. it's fun. Look at golf. Yeah. You can spend all of your life looking for that hole. Yeah. yeah. And and there's nothing in the world that's a dozen and a half. Yes. 18 is a dozen and a half. Yeah. But in Scotland, he went, no, it could be 10, but let's get our money's worth. Dozen and a half. 18 holes is the most frustrating. Which bit of Scotland was that, by the way? Is it, I don't know. It? Yeah. And, and it's so frustrating, but yeah. golf's a great example of a fantastic game. But it's so hard. Yeah. Whereas with football, the act, I don't know, biomechanics or whatever, it just means anyone yeah. can play it. And if you can't play it, you can go and go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what position did you play? What was your... I played uh, midfield. But yeah. I, I, that's not like now midfield's a skillful position. I was the one who just ran a lot and stopped yeah. the people who could play, played. Yeah. All right. So uh, so you've so, and you, you've obviously played it high level and you're a supporter of uh, Liverpool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. oh, that's got some, yeah. and a very good team the last few years. It hasn't, we're talking in the middle of the Edinburgh Festival in August 2022. So far, it hasn't gone brilliantly yet no. for Liverpool. No, uh, but Liverpool last year could have won everything. Yeah. And there were two, if you take it, really, we were so close in the league, one, one, one more victory, or yeah. so close in the final, one more win. Two games away from being perfect. Yeah, and uh, and I and everyone just thinks they'll dust themselves off and carry on. I think emotionally they're drained, although the footballers. And I think we just need to reinvent. And the thing is, people go, well, "What do you think? What do you think?" I go, it doesn't matter. 
because uh, you know, like we've drawn the first two games of the season, yeah. still going to support them. The yeah. problem with football, the one problem with football, and also the most best, the best thing about football is that you're giving a team to support and yeah. that's it. Yes. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, but I, Liverpool's not too bad. I know you've had 25 I know, years yeah, of, but, of misery, but, but over I mean the span is, of your life. What I mean yeah. is, it's pointless. I don't look at who they sign and I don't look yeah. at the transfer news because I'm still going to support them. Yes. I'm not, I'm not, even if they, it's just, it's a marriage. <laughs> But better. <laughs> you, know I mean? you don't go on go away and cheat yeah, with Barcelona yeah, yeah, or you know. I mean. I'm not gonna go messing around with Tottenham behind the yeah. back. Oh. No, don't, don't do that. Very hot spurs though. Um okay, so that's that's football compared to a marriage. That's that's a good uh, wonder. Your second wonder uh is a sounds like a more serious uh, suggestion though. Democracy. The mm. wonder of the world. Well it is. Mm. Because it's the best and worst idea ever. Yeah. Because when you think about it, you think, yeah, we should all, we should all share in what goes on. We yeah. should, I hear you talking about you know, the politics that we've all been through and we should all take part in this. Yeah. And then you look at it and you think, yeah, but some of these are fucking too stupid <laughs> to have the same vote as me. Why are you letting them vote? Yeah. Look, he can barely dress himself and that's the prime minister <laughs> you know and we have yeah. now we've got a situation in england now where a small body of people or what is it 150,000 yeah. is it members of the conservative yeah. party are going to select the next prime minister yeah. and i think somebody said to me the other day it's uh, the prime minister that has saved the last prime minister to save a full term so be elected by the the, the population yeah. and end their term by somebody else being selected yeah. by the population. Oh, it was. Well, I suppose it's Tony Blair, is it? Uh, no? Anyone else? Oh. Edward Heath. Yeah, I'm not sure what it was. Actually. Well, how can that be? How can it be? It was Edward Heath. Wasn't it? Ted Heath, sorry, yeah. Ted Heath, yeah. We're talking about any prime minister that's voted in by the public and then voted out by the public. Yeah. So we're not counting Tony Blair because he resigned. He ahead. resigned. That's okay. what I mean. Yeah. So everyone else resigns in yeah. the job, gets voted out in the job. Yeah. But resigning in the job's not too bad, is it? He just didn't. Oh, hang on yeah. till a yeah. bitter end. <laughs> no. What I mean yeah. is, what I mean is that that's sort of a distraction. What I mean no, no, is, is that the, that idea. And we we and, and the globe now is divided, isn't it? We've got the likes of uh, Putin, and we've got the Chinese situation yeah. where where people are, it's not a, a democracy. No. And we've we we are in the West used to democracy mattering, and we're used to it working and functioning because people are informed. And then you see what happened in America, where if the vote isn't what you want, you can say it wasn't the vote. And also, the structure of America is not democracy. You know, we we have a we have a facade about democracy, yeah. saying that you know it's one person, one vote. That's obviously what happens in America. We have a facade here, even because we we don't. You know, we have gerrymandering that goes on. So in some constituencies, it's not even worth putting a vote in because it's not going to swing anything yeah. and so there's there's a bit where you go on paper it's brilliant yeah and it's a wonder of the world yeah. when you think about it in history there has been people who have had ultimate control you know we, we've had 
kings and so on who have had ultimate control and just human endeavor is turned around and human sense of righteousness is turned around said you can't have ultimate control no. and over over generations and centuries it's filtered down to this idea that everyone has got a vote and yeah. everyone's got a say right um it doesn't work but it's a brilliant concept yeah. because of that i'd put it in as a wonder of the world yes okay well i, I, I take you i think winston churchill said something like that that democracy was the uh, the worst system other than all the others. Yeah, all so, the, all yes. the others, yeah. Uh, so, but, so you're basically, I can agree with America, it looks very weird at the moment, does it? Because for, well, for a long while, it's only a very, you have to be really, really rich and it, and increasingly very, very old before you can become uh, the president. Yeah, like, yeah. how's that happen? I don't know. It's, uh, like, 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 if you take away democracy and say, right, we as a country want an employer manager. Yeah. to manage the country and to run the country. Yeah. The last people who have had that job wouldn't get an interview. <laughs> they just wouldn't. No. You know, you look at Boris Johnson and, you know, I don't know what anyone's political persuasion is, and this has got nothing to do with who you vote for, but the man, Jesus Christ, if he wasn't a prime minister, <laughs> you wouldn't give... Anyone in here who's got a vacancy <laughs> in any job, can yeah. you imagine him yeah. coming for an interview? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've got not a chance. It could be a sort of jolly classics master just, at a second-rate school, yeah, couldn't it? He'd it be just, entertaining, he knows quite yeah, a lot of stuff. And as fun. long as he's not too drunk in the morning, you're happy with him. <laughs> and it, there's just something about the, the brilliance yeah. of the idea that we haven't yet got right, but yeah. I still think it's a wonderful idea. It's All a right. wonderful notion. So are you, do you think it's so wonderful that you might go into politics yourself? Having studied it, you've now got a public profile. You, 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 you're good on telly. You, all you need is a constituency, a party, and a, and a, and a political agent, and you're there, mate. Yeah. And also, also, what I would need is a, a megalomaniac because the problem that I... I think I, you've got that. You've got you the, think so? Yeah, yeah, you think yeah, I've yeah, got that about Yeah, me? you could fake that. You, you know what? I... I, 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 I all, I think it's very easy to knock uh, politicians, very, very mm. easy. And I actually think the vast majority go into it with good intentions. Uh, and if you look at it as a job, mm. I think it's a terrible job. Yeah, it's jolly hard. It's, it? it's dead hard. Mm. I know I know some politicians, it's dead hard. Yeah. Long hours, thankless task. Yeah. Uh, you're always judged by the actions of others. Yeah. You know, I remember where I lived, um, when I used to live in Cheshire, my my MP uh, was a woman called Antoinette Sambach, a Conservative MP, you know, and I've been a Labour supporter all my life, but she was an absolutely brilliant yeah. local MP, and right. I had a really good relationship with her, and I thought she was great. Uh, but nobody ever judged her on being a local MP. No. She was, everyone judged what was happening at the top yeah and i think so in some respects we just don't value what they do and never get to value it because we don't see yeah. it because of the the bluster that goes on around yeah. everyone else well and the other thing is such a chancy thing because uh i've sort of go back to tony blair again but you know john smith was the leader of the labor party yeah. he suddenly died he was you know yeah he, he, i know uh, you know these things happen but he might have been alive for another 20 years in which case tony blair would have been 
a well-respected Home Secretary or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then uh, Gordon Brown might have been Prime Minister, but then he said, oh, Tony Blair's a more sort of acceptable face. But at that election, um, Gordon Brown would have wanted, uh, you know, anybody yeah, would have yeah, wanted. Yeah. So, so he missed out until, you know, the time had built up. And then he's, he's not well-regarded, even though he was at the helm dealing yeah, yeah, with the financial crisis. the difficulty crisis. with Gordon Brown, and I'm sure if the Scottish people here will know him a little bit better, you know, He's a little bit like Theresa May. He's he's committed. He's committed to the to the service. Yeah. He's committed to the job and wants the best for other people and, and, and actually comes up with good ideas, but he just doesn't look good on telly. So you know, at at, at that rate, yeah. you could you would end up with Ant and Deck being prime minister. <laughs> or ah, you come on, yeah. or me. Yeah. <laughs> the the only other thing I worry about when these conversations break up, you think, oh, they were so better in the you know years ago and it's getting worse and worse. But I wonder always old people think, oh, there was better in the Let's know, not kid ourselves. Yeah. Boris Johnson's a watered down Winston Churchill. I mean he loved the drink. Yeah. <laughs> he had a bath every day. He fell asleep. He was just the right man for the right at that, bit at the right the time. The crucial time. Yeah. yeah, without that his career wouldn't look so, oh, so, so fantastic. But it wasn't he said the army on the on the strikers at Liverpool. He wasn't the best. Yeah. Okay. Well, we 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 like democracy, but we've now trashed virtually everybody. Even <laughs> even the greatest Britain voted by the country of all time. Oh, yeah. But okay. you know, you're when you're quite right. Um, uh, Apache career, but he he was there at the at the right time for the for the war. Well done him. And I suppose um, I've got to be honest. None of you was expecting that part of this. Show, yeah. No. <laughs> Nobody I wasn't myself. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> Nobody knows where we're going to go with. Now, the next wonder is, again, I, I don't know where it's going to go. Oh, I'm racing through time. Uh, so uh, memories is your next wonder. Okay. Memories. Yeah. That yeah, takes yeah. in a lot. No, I, I think memories, uh, and I say memories as a wonder because I think we define ourselves by memories. Yeah. And in many respects, um, that your future is based on what you perceive your mm. past to have been. Yes. And, and we will remember this differently. Yeah, and everyone in this room will remember it differently. But when well, those ones look, that stay awake, they'll yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I just I just find that more and more interesting, particularly as my yeah. mum's got dementia now at an early stage. Yes. So I value the memories that I've got, and I see memories disappearing. Yeah, and it's heartbreaking. And do you try and remind her of things and she goes, well, 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 if anyone's ever been with any, and I, you know, we, we've not really spoke about this as a family at all, yeah. but if anyone knows anybody who's going through that, what you find is the memories that they retain yeah. are not the ones you expect, you know, yeah. childhood memories, memories of being a teenager. Yes. And so we just talk, you know, a lot about that. But, and it's made me then question, all the things I forgot. You know what it's yeah. like when you're at a certain age. Yeah. And, and someone goes, oh, remember when we were here? You go, yeah. no. And then party is thinking, yes. did that really happen? Yeah. If I don't remember it, did it happen? Yes. If you remember it and I yeah. wasn't there. Uh, you, do you know what I mean? Yeah, so no. so you start perceiving yeah. things differently. And I just think it's a, it's a wonderful thing to be able to stop. And I think it's a, I wonder whether um, as as creatures, as humans, whether we will be as successful as we are without memory, yeah. because memory gives you a reason for doing things. Yeah. And when you suddenly get a time to stop and reflect, 
You don't reflect on the thing you just did a minute ago. Mm. You reflect on something a long time ago. Yeah. And I think that's that, that's a wonderful thing. And to what have. makes what makes some things of the of your early yeah. years is maybe three things in the whole year you really remember. Yeah. Why were those three things? And what where's all the rest gone? What's where's the, all the rest? Yeah. And where's the little triggers that wow. bring it all out? And I yeah. just think that it's it's a yeah. it, it's a thing that because dementia is now more in the yeah. news and stuff i think it's the thing that we'll come to understand a yes. lot more about how the brain yeah. remembers things but it's more the emotional memory of things you know like i've i've done i've i don't know how many times i've done six full runs at the edinburgh festival come probably about 10 times you know odd bits yeah. like i'm doing this week and and so i have an emotional attachment to edinburgh yeah. That only gets triggered when I arrive in Edinburgh. Yes. And normally gets triggered when it starts raining. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes go, last week oh, was hopeless, wasn't it? I'm yeah. in Edinburgh, well. which means I've got to wear all of my clothes at different <laughs> stages during the day because yeah. that's what Edinburgh is. Uh, can I do link memory and, and uh, football? Because it just uh, something just occurred to me. The other day I was talking to a friend of mine, and I, I, Scottish football supporters here will know, uh, maybe you will, that you know Scotland's high points in World Cup football are not very many. So I was talking about Archie Gemmell's goal yeah. uh, against it's Holland in 1978, yeah. and uh, my memory is rubbish. So I said, you know that goal scored by Archie, and I just was feeling for the name, and I said, Gemmell, you you know, he's, what are you talking about? We're, the Archie Gemmell goal, Scott were playing, he's he, not Scottish, Archie Gemmell goal when he scored, you know, it's a fantastic goal. Yeah. And uh, he said, oh, I don't remember that. And then I said, I watched it with you. I was I at know, your yeah, girlfriend's yeah. house. Uh, uh, it was outside Cambridge. Uh, and because it was outside Cambridge, I, could, I had to get back to London. I hitchhiked home. I stayed and watched the game. I hitchhiked home. I was a barrister at the time. I had to then get to a court case. I can remember all of that 24-hour period and the fact that I shouldn't really have been staying there. No, I don't remember that. And he's a guy with a great memory. He could he yeah. recite anything. But um, what means that why do I remember it and he doesn't remember? He's a football fan. Yeah, because he was with his girlfriend yeah. in the bedroom. <laughs> As a comedian, um, do you, do you, are you often sort of tell anecdotes? Uh, you're not just a sort of set up punchline. No, no. So you're you're thinking of a you're mem you're remembering an incident, and of course you're tidying it up into an anecdote, and maybe giving it a. Do, do you think you distort the memory out of place? Uh, you know, just to make it. And does the memory get? I actually, with this is so odd that you that you said that. I actually. Uh, as I said, I do, I'm doing a podcast here. That's why I'm here, and yeah. Clive's thankfully doing it this week. And we had a we had a writer on today, Frank Cottrell Boyce. All oh, right. And for whatever reason, memories got mentioned, and he said anecdotes. Yeah. Are your memories that you've taken to a taxidermist? Yes. And I thought, yeah. what a great yes. way of doing it because oh, yeah, you get well. that memory and go right. I want to make it, and it will be that story yeah. every time. Yeah. And now it will always be yes. there. Yes. So it's, it's, it starts as your dog, but yeah. it gets a sort of slightly different face on it, and it's a bit perkier looking. It's and, uh, yeah. With a hat on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but what, what about you know? Uh, again, you're the type of comedian. You do talk about your own life, your yeah. own children, uh, your wife, marriage. Your game. You had a little bit of interruption. And, uh, kind of, are you are you always happy to? To sort of trawl through that kind of personal stuff. I don't know any other way of doing it because yeah. I never planned to do it. And I, I, I never studied it. I, I, I don't, I don't, I can't really write a joke. I don't think every now and again I come up with a one line. I think, well, that's great. But, yes. but it, it, I basically live my life, hope something funny happens, <laughs> and I remember it. Yes, yeah. 
and then and then I go on and, and tell stories about it, and then it evolves and it becomes a yeah. bit. I don't write it. I, I I feel it's better organic, and at some point, yeah. that importance of me memory linking everything together might let me down. So a comedian, you know, everyone at a, I don't know an airport or something, and things are going wrong, and the flight's cancelled for for nine hours, twenty hours, twenty four hours. Everyone's getting cross, apart from the comedians. Think, all oh, right, I can, this is, is a bit, this is a story, yeah, isn't yeah. it? This is an anecdote. Yeah. Or we saw, we happened to see Hal Cruttenden, the comedian, the other night. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah we're together. Yeah, yeah, and he's he's got been through a, a difficult yeah. time in his. Uh, maybe shouldn't give the story away, but he's had a and it's it's become the basis of his whole hour, oh, his whole act yeah, yeah. here. So you're kind of hoping something. You open something happens, yeah. and, and that it's funny. And if it's not funny, if it's tragic enough to maybe be funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
I'm fascinated with it, but I almost don't want to know. I don't want that fascination to be broken. So mm. when I got this telescope and, and I did get me godson to get it work and I yeah. looked at it, it, it felt like I was, you know, when someone's beautiful yeah. and then you look really close at the skin and you see the pores in yeah. the skin and you see the, you know, the, that random hair popping out of the cheek yeah. and you think, oh, you were beautiful here. Yeah. I don't want to get too close. And right. I feel like that with the moon. The reason I say it's a wonder, <laughs> the reason I say it's a wonder is because every human being mm. who's ever lived has looked up at it. Yeah. And I, th that is staggering to me. And the nights when it's not there, I personally feel a little bit lost. I feel like oh, that, right. that it's not, I, I'm less centered when the moon's not yeah. there. And then when the nights when it's full and I become very hairy. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you you feel the effects of it. I was yeah. talking like I was so kind of connected to the no, moon. Well, that's good. That's, that's the same, that's but good. I do. Yeah. I actually yeah. do. I feel the sky doesn't yeah. look right to me so without the moon. When the this sort of thing crops up in these sort of conversations. I tend to be a bit cynical and say, well, I'm of an age that I can remember when it was exciting because we went to the moon, not me personally, yeah. but you know, but, but that only lasted for about three years, from yeah. 1969 onwards. I think it's 12 people, 13 people have been to the moon. So and then they we, say. Well, yeah, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's assume all that's true. But, they, but they'd got there, their fun wasn't very much there. No. And there wasn't much point in doing it. And there probably not much point in getting to Mars. Though that cynicism is now slightly out of date because I just heard that they are resuming. Uh, they're going to go to the moon again in a couple of years' time. They've got the big rocket uh, ready, yeah. and they might stay on the moon instead of on the space station. Would that attract you if it was a possibility? I don't mean to have to pay millions of pounds like you know all those multi-billionaires, but if you could be... Remember Space 1999? Yeah. Does anyone remember that where they used to land? And, go, yeah. and, they had the, and so they had the big windows with a big view. Yeah. Yeah, but I think you're living in a portal eating dry food. No. no. I'd rather, I'd rather, I'd rather, I'd just rather, I'd rather use the wonder of the moon to yeah. connect yes. to the generations that went before rather than the generations yeah. that are going to follow. So you are a bit more werewolfy. I'm completely, um, Native I American just didn't realise how much of a hippie I was till I came on. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, um, glass is your next wonder. Yeah. Glass. Are you, I mean, you're obviously talking about the stuff we make windows off, out of and glasses and glasses, but but uh, which aspect of it are you um, impressed by? It's existence. I mean, it's such a perennial thing, glass. It's like everywhere. Yeah. And we've just taken it for granted. And I, always, I often look at things, you know when you see these, apparently, I read the statistic, and it was something like, I don't know, 8% of American adults say they've been abducted by aliens. Yeah. That might be a completely made-up figure. But there's a portion of people who believe that they've been abducted by aliens who have then taken them away to examine them and ask them questions. Yeah. And I've always thought, like, if I was an alien, I'd be the last person you'd want. Because they'd pick me up and they'd go, right, this, you know, computers, how's that work? And I go, I haven't got a clue, mate. <laughs> and, then, and then motor cars, what makes them go, sorry, yeah. mate, I haven't got a clue, petrol. And then, and then glass yeah. is such... An obvious thing. And I have no idea where it comes from. I have no idea how we make it. I could, if somebody else wasn't making glass, I couldn't make it. Yeah. And if the world didn't have glass, it'd be crap. Yes. If you think right now, every piece of glass you look at, if that was like yeah. wood, it'd be yeah. rubbish. Yes. 
We'd um, be in a dark room. Oh, we yeah, are in a dark yeah, room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah. just, it's just one of the, and the reason I said that is when I was doing these words, I was sat on a train, uh, traveling, uh, whatever train, well, for a start, I was sat on a train. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so it was don't moving. Like to, don't like to brag, yeah, but yeah, I have yeah, been yeah. on one that was moving. And well, that uh, could have been a wonder of the world, <laughs> yeah. then, couldn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I was, you know, going, what, 80 miles an hour. And I was looking out the window I, I through this thing called glass. Mm. And I just thought, wow, if we just take it for granted. And when you go to old churches, somebody came up with the invention and blew the glass and put it in. Mm. And I just, I just, it just, I don't know, it's just one of those things that I think it, we've taken so much for granted and we never ever hear that there's a shortage of glass. No. There's never a run on glass. <laughs> you know, when we were having a lockdown, everyone was after the bog paper. You think, yeah, yeah what about the glass? Nobody. <laughs> they just said, we've got loads of it. But yeah. I just think it's a wonderful invention. <laughs> well, you're... you're yeah, you're convincing me that I just don't see the, yeah. the, the connection between uh, you know, bog roll and glass. You can't tell you. You can't tell you. You can't tell you. can't tell your glass from your from your elbow, no, can you? No, listen. So, you yeah, don't. Yeah. You don't want to get them too mixed. No, up. you know, it's a, a bit scratchy. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, it's been around for quite a long while. I I, I looked it up since you were uh, going to come on and suggest it. And uh, but as you're right, we now have um, you know windows in houses. Before they had glass, you just had to have you know slit in a in a castle yeah. wall or something you know either it's, the air yeah, or, or no light i mean i don't know if anyone's ever been to egypt and been to the pyramids and 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 you look at them and think wow they're unbelievable but imagine if they were made of glass yes <laughs> you know what i mean because yeah. some at some point someone said these structures that were making it be better if you could look out yeah and came up yeah. with glass and it helps you see as well. I, I, I'm annoyed that I have yeah. to wear glasses to read because I had perfect eyesight until I was about 50-something. Oh. And then uh, and then printing started to get smaller and smaller. They're cramming more letters yeah, on the I page. So, it's just... Uh, it, yeah. it, it's also, but, I think, it's the definition of a, of a, of a relationship as well because I, I like me and my wife, you know, we, we've been married now for... for 29 yeah. years on and off and the uh, <laughs> and there's just that thing where you see young like people often say oh you know if you never split up yeah. you're in showbiz you'll end up with some young girl i said yeah. no i won't yeah. i won't because i want somebody else who will i can go out with who's the same as me yeah. so that at least if one of us has got a pair of glasses we can read the menu <laughs> 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 yeah. That was almost going to be a romantic story yeah. there, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I don't want to yeah. be there with yeah. some 28 year old, but yeah. I'm going like that. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't want to give in. Yeah. Oh, dear. Um, yes, okay. Uh, so, um, so, when you got married then, you weren't a comedian. So, your mm. wife married a, 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 pharma, a pharmaceutical supplies expert. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and how and does still she went with it? How how did she uh, how did she take to your transformation? And at some point, you must have said, "Right, I've chucked in my job. I'm doing a no, tour of uh, of." Where uh, I was, the truth is, I started doing stand up comedy around 34, 35, and I left my job a month before turning forty. Yeah, I had a very good job of sales and marketing director. We had three kids. Yeah. Um, going to fee-paying schools. Um, we had a mortgage. Uh, we 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 had you know we had everything that you should yeah. suggest. The worst idea to come home to yeah. your wife with is 
I think I can get 150 quid to close the comedy store on Saturday. Yes, yes. And uh, and to be fair to Melanie, she just she she just backed me and said, "Look, you've got to try it." She said, "All yeah. I, all I say to you is, this is what we need. I don't care how you get it, just bring it in." <laughs> so I think for four yes. years she didn't know I was a comedian. She just said, "Go and get it." So yeah. she, and and for, you know it didn't it wasn't an easy transition because for the first few years it just didn't happen she didn't say something awful like well i don't mind you being but you're not very funny so don't oh, yeah. uh, i wouldn't bother if i were you yeah yeah no my kids said that when i sat them down <laughs> said, they genuinely did yeah. we sat them down and said listen lads you know stuff you got used to like holidays might have to go and they said why i said because I'm going to be a comedian, they went, yeah. but you're not funny. Um, <laughs> so fortunately, you're not my demographic. Yeah. <laughs> I like to appeal to other yeah. people who are slightly less pleased with the life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but maybe they were just joking. They were just picking up with, you know, just, oh, you're yeah. not funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you and you did have a period of time separate from your wife. That mm. was because you've, you've talked about this in your... You yeah, know, various yeah. guises, but uh, was that caused by pressure of you uh, doing comedy or? No, no, no. The comedy came afterwards. The start of the comedy when we yeah. split up. Uh, we split up. We split up because I I got married and and I became very serious as soon as we we and it sounds daft as a comedian. As soon as we had kids, I just um, I just wanted to make sure. I did all the right things and, you know, I I didn't come from a financially secure background and I just wanted to make sure I was doing, but I was too serious. Mm. And then uh, and I, I kind of lost my way a little bit and then I was less fun to be with. And then, uh, and then you know, we split up. I started doing comedy and to cut the story short, she and ended up coming to a gig one night unannounced and yeah. I didn't know she was there. And, and afterwards, we were going through a divorce at the time. Uh, and, I, and, and I'd made the joke about her on stage without realising she was in the audience. And then I, I clocked her in the audience and the first thing that crossed my mind was, that's going to cost me another 20 grand. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then I, I walked off stage and she came over to me and we, were, we literally, at that point, we'd been split up nearly two years and we're dealing through solicitors mm. and so on. And I, and I remember, and this is a great testament to her, really, she came up to me and I was genuinely expecting an argument. Mm. And she just went, that was really good, that. She yeah. said, I didn't know you were doing it. I yeah. said, well, I've not told anyone. She said, but she said, you were like the man that I met. I said, what do you mean? She yeah. said, we're just funny. Yeah. She said, Yo, she said you, 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 you've got that glint in your eye and that spring in your step. She said, you're like the man mm. that I first met all yeah. those years ago. She said, I don't know what happened to you. I said, I married you. <laughs> she said, I'm laughing because I know there's a happy ending to this yeah, story, but, but, it's, then, but it's not getting there, obviously, yeah, at the moment. But she just said, like, is there anything you think we could do about it? Um, you know, because we were decree nice. I was six weeks away from being divorced. So oh, wow. we started going to a marriage guidance, uh, which is a great experience because... Um, you spend time with a woman in sandals and a flowery dress who's got a beard, and uh, <laughs> and and apparently it was all my fault. And so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so we we ended up getting back together. All right. So, so and that would never have happened if I hadn't started comedy. All right. So that's that's one up for marriage gu- gu- marriage guidance. Yeah. But also one up for comedy. And yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. Because yeah. comedy in the purest form. 
when you do the, my style of comedy, we ask me more about mine and my own life. Yeah. I think it's it's where you have to be honest. Yeah. Because if you're not honest, an audience can see it, and then yeah. you learn stuff about yourself you weren't expecting. All right. Okay. Well, that was just glass we were talking about there. Yeah, but yeah. We, <laughs> seem to, we seem to have covered uh, through a glass darkly. Your sixth wonder, um, and we have to go through these last two quite quickly, but music is your, is a, is, mm. is your wonder. Now, yeah. why, is that because you're uh, an expert on music, a fan of music, play music, or you're in awe of music? Uh, I've heard it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think uh, for me, music, and it comes down to what I was saying before. If you know anyone who's who's with dementia, uh, there, there's a brilliant uh, YouTube clip, uh, and I think it's a woman in southern uh, Europe somewhere, I don't know, Spain or Italy, but she's got two sons and she can't recognize them. Mm. Uh, and, and they've obviously, the family have filmed this clip to show the importance of music. And they, they they play some music and she sits in front of the piano and she can barely notice it, but then she plays it note for note. Yeah. And 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 to me, that's that's an illustration of how important music is yeah. to human beings. It's it's like the last yeah. bit in, in your soul Still that there. dies. Yeah. And I think it's uh, having it in your life. Yeah. And the absence of it would be unthinkable to me. I think people do that in like memory clubs. People yeah. can't you know, really communicate. But you start up an old song, old song and everybody can join in, to, yeah. assuming they could sing it in the first place. Yeah, like and it's it's just that it's that little bit about music. I think it just enriches us on, on yeah. so many levels. Yeah. But do do you do uh, do you play an instrument or anything like that? No, I bought a piano. Yes. Because I got a few quid. Yeah. Uh, but and I started playing it a little bit, and I stopped because I've started doing something else instead that I need me time for. Okay. Do I need to ask what the other thing is that you're doing your time for? Um, uh, I'm learning sign language. Oh right. So I'm learning yeah. British sign language. And do you want to explain why you're doing that? What's the? Um, I'm, I'm making. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. Then I'm making a documentary, which we're, we're going to finish next week, actually. Because my, my oldest son's deaf, hmm. but he's never really accepted it. So he gets by with hearing aids. Yeah. And at some point he might lose it. And so we, we've decided to try and learn sign language yeah. so we can talk. Uh, if, if Although to be fair, he's, he lost his hearing when he was 15. Yeah. So he'd already stopped talking to me anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he'll want to talk to you later, so yeah. that's all right, yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, so that's the journey of yeah. it. And the, the documentary is that I'm learning sign language good enough to do a gig to an entirely deaf audience. Yes. Uh, which I'm going to do next week in Bedford. All right. Uh, so, so, so I mean, we went well. Not many people here are going to understand it, I suppose. But, but how would you sort of start telling a joke with your hands and with the sign language? I would have start telling. Yeah, how, a joke. I mean, can, do you have to deliver it in a in a particular way, or is it? Uh... Um, no, okay. I'll just yeah. let me just think of something. So, uh, so during the lockdown, during the lockdown, we adopted a dog. Yeah. Uh, a French. That's the that's the sign. That's the sign, by the way, for French. <laughs> oh, you know what? You think that's bad. That's the sign for Scotland. <laughs> that's true. And it that's, could be worse. That's the sign for Germany. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, God. Yeah. yeah, it's true. And again, that could be worse. Uh, so. That could be worse. Yeah, you could yeah. be worse. So, it's not far off, yeah. though, is it? 
So, so, so we adopted. What a lovely sign that is. That's adoption. Yes. We, 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 we adopted a uh, French bulldog. No. <laughs> It's <laughs> <Right, Steve. laughs> yeah. So, so I'll do, I'll do it. I'll come back to you, don't I? So, yeah. uh, so, so we adopted a um, a French bulldog, um, but it's got no tail. <laughs> I've never had a dog. I've never had a dog with no tail. Yeah. I can't understand it because I look at it. Yeah. I don't know what mood it's in. <laughs> <laughs> It's like having another wife. <laughs> what, what, I, what I like about that, John, it, it, we, can, we can hear you, we can follow you, we can see you. It's brilliant here for the people in the room. But we are recording a podcast, so that's, that's, five, minutes of, that's five minutes of dead time on the podcast. But bear, bear with us, everybody, if you're listening to this. I know, the bad yeah. thing is yeah. they won't know we're both naked, are they? <laughs> <laughs> yes, and some of the signs you were using were... <laughs> <laughs> I needed three hands. <laughs> Fingers. Now, the... Um, so, so, music. Well, as I say, we're getting... Your last wonder... Um, uh, I've got ten seconds for... It's jokes. It's jokes. jokes. Yeah. So, I suppose that's, that's fair enough for a comedian, but is it a, what is it about jokes that you go for? It's the most instant form of communication there is. Yeah. Uh, that's what I love about it, and that's what I'm finding difficult with doing uh, doing it in a different language, because English and spoken language, uh, the joke is the final word in the sentence. Yes. No one says a joke and carries on talking. They all say the funny bit and then carry on. Yeah. The funny bit's when they stop and you talk. Yeah. And with sign language, the sentence is sometimes the other way around. All right. And particularly if you're trying to tell a joke and there's not a sign and you've got to spell it. Yeah. Your finger spelling. Oh no! Because you go, so so I so it's made me appreciate jokes more, yeah. and that's why I put it in because I think there's there's a thing within within the human psyche that I was reading that you cannot laugh and be depressed at the same time. Okay, the, your, your your neurological response. Even if you're depressed, changes if you laugh. Right, and I so. think that that gives the power of a joke an unusual, unusual strength. So laughter is the best medicine in that sense. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But when you're saying jokes, are you thinking just, you know, a casual one-line remark or a joke, you know, an English, uh, an Irish, and a Scots? No, anything that makes story. you f laugh. Yeah. Anything yeah. that, 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 that's comedy. Anything, yeah, yeah. anything that makes you laugh because... As I say, it's an instant communication. Yeah. No one thinks about laughing. Right. The the person stops and you laugh, or you see the thing that's yeah. funny and you laugh. It's just, yeah. and I think that that's such a what whether you believe in evolution or God or something like that. It's such a wonderful thing yeah. to give an animal. Yeah. Because as a, I, I don't think we could be the communal animal we could be if we couldn't laugh. Yeah, no, I, I I understand entirely what you're saying. It's, but it is very immediate, isn't it? You you can do a painting and people say, oh, well, it's not very yeah. good. But 100 years later, it can be discovered as a work yeah, of genius. Yeah. You tell a joke, it either gets a laugh or it doesn't. Yeah, if no it doesn't one, get a laugh, nobody's going to come back to it in 100 no, years' time and say... No uh, one yeah. comes back and go, oh, I get, yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I should have laughed. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
Look, John, we are running out of time. We've run out of time. Thank you for sharing your seven wonders with me. Uh, now I have to choose the wonder of wonders from your, cl your list of seven, the one which struck me as particularly wonderful, as you described it on this podcast. I'm tempted by jokes, but, you know, that kind of sort of thing does crop up a bit in these, uh, uh, these podcasts. I think oh, sorry to be so No, 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 no. <laughs> Some come up, some are completely, uh, completely different, and uh, yours are uh, largely different. And I, but I'm going to select glass because a, it's a rather unusual thing, but it did lead us into so many different areas that uh, yeah. if people. So I think I'll make a glass your wonder of wonders. But thank you very much, John Bishop. Thank you. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode of My Seven Wonders, it would be wonderful if you could rate and review us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you found us. Thank you for listening. My Seven Wonders with Clive Anderson is a stack production in association with Alaska TV and powered by the Acast Creator Network. 